Hang up and try again. Hey, all you cool cats and kins. Welcome to episode four of So You Don't Have To. Today, we are talking about scary shows. Ooh, and I am joined spooky. once again by Dom. Dom, how are you feeling? Feeling spooky. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah, this episode is going to be pretty scary, guys, um, because we're talking about scary shows today. We're only going to do four because they're packed full of spooky material. They got a, they got a lot of baggage. A lot yeah, of baggage. but they're worth it, and that's why we're bringing the baggage to you. We're laying it at your feet so you can watch it and enjoy it like we did. So, uh, But how are you feeling, Trey? I didn't ask. I'm feeling okay. Um, I'm going to be honest. I know we were talking because we're bringing them up because we enjoyed them. Uh, some a little less so. I feel like enjoy may be a bit of a strong word for one of these shows for me. Yeah, I don't think we'll, Trey uh... likes scary shows. So let's just put that out there. Last week it said he didn't like cringe humor. And this week it said he didn't <laughs> like everything he hates. I love. I love cringe humor. I love scary shows. Do I spend most of the time under the covers peeking through my fingers? Yes, but I enjoy the rush. So, but it's crazy because he doesn't enjoy scary shows, but he's watched the scary, I think the scariest show on this list He's actually going to start off and tell you guys about it, but it's a little bit ironic that he doesn't like scary shows and he knows a lot about this show. I'm surprised that I sat through this. Um, I wa- I binged the first season with a friend and I think I stayed binging it because I wanted to be a good friend. I did not, it was kind of, at, at some parts I was, I was, I was kind of into it, uh, but like, as a whole, it was a bit of a chore to kind of sit through and watch. Okay. Um, but this isn't because of, of the poor writing or bad acting or anything. It's just not my thing. Okay. Um, but the show I am talking about is American Horror Story. Now, I, I finished the first season. Uh, after we finished the first season, we, me and my friends started the second season. Um, but that's as far as I remember both of us getting. Oh, not that it's, it's not even really that complicated. I mean, it's just, it's a family. Yeah, it's, 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 just, um, it's a small family. It's only three of them. So wife, husband, and their daughter, um, Violet, I think that was her name. I'm surprised I remember her name. Um, but yeah, they're moving into this, this very nice antique looking house. Uh, they have a, a nosy neighbor. And um, you know, everything is just still kind of, you know, the, the father is a psychiatrist, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, the wife just had a miscarriage before they moved there. So they're kind of, they're kind of in a way when they get to the new house, they're kind of having a fresh start kind of. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, you know, all kind, all types of strange thing ensues when they start encountering the ghosts that inhabit the house um, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, you learn about some other, you know, and other people around the house that are connected to some of those events. It's it's all, you know, it's all kinds of mystery and, you know, slowly things get revealed, that, all that kind of stuff. That's kind of this, that's kind of the little synopsis of, of the murder house uh, season. Yeah. They're on their like, on their ninth, on their 10th season now. We're oh, going yeah, to be yeah. on the 10th season. Yeah. On the 10th season. So, you know, I realize that there's, there's, you know, I mean, each season is centered on a different thing, so right. it it is it is kind of it's kind of anthology ish. Yeah, I guess with in terms of each season. Um, but yeah, but if you want to, um, season one's a murder house, so the classic 
the house is haunted, uh, but the house is haunted by a very peculiar set of ghosts. Um, and they're all, you know, usually you'd expect the, the classic, oh, they just want to kill the people, but no, they have, they have very specific goals in mind. Yeah. Um, and they make them, and they make themselves known a lot. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, not all of them know that they are dead, uh, but even the ones that do, um, they, um, you know, they interact with people a whole lot. But that's an interesting okay. point that you just brought that up because I think that is something that I would find scary for the ghost is that that moment when they realize they're a ghost. Because I remember I watched a bit of season one too and I don't think I got much farther than that season. But that I think that all of these shows that we're talking about today have a weird emotional element to them. Like they're not just strictly horror. There's like drama and there's... You almost feel for the villains to some extent because they have their own, like you said, motivations backstories and even them finding out that they're dead is an emotional kind of horrifying fact and that we get yeah. to witness it you know mm -hmm. um i you know the kind of the meme especially with the first season that it's just basically ghost sex um and i had heard that before i watched the show mm -hmm. i mean it's not too far off it, it's yeah it's, it's very it's, it's a very sexual show yeah they do some weirdo shit uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. keep in mind it's a supernatural show. I just want our listeners to understand that some of it gets supernatural, kind of weird, and uncomfortable. Some some shit's yeah. uncomfortable. I wouldn't say that uh, there are any like innocent, lovely sex scenes. It's all kind of like brutal. It's all kind of yeah. It's all kind of dirty shit. To be honest, <laughs> um, it's it's. <laughs> Let's see. I guess I'm trying to think of. I was trying to think of new thoughts to add to, but I think I've kind of said all I want to say about at least just season one. Once again, not really my thing, but I don't, but I, I don't want to give it like, I don't want to say like, don't watch it. Um, because, because, because there are people who, who enjoy it. I mean, and as far as some of the research that I did of how it was received by other uh, people, like it was received like pretty well, yeah. um, like over, overall reception was good. Um, so I can't come on here and give you this is my hot take i hated it so I, i'm not gonna do that going in yeah i in general i don't like scary stuff there are some parts of the show that are just that get that just get they get a little difficult to watch uh not in the sense of like it's too scary but it's just like what the hell <laughs> uh but um but overall but i think everybody has from what i could tell a lot of my friends have their favorite seasons and then their seasons that they don't enjoy because something we didn't really mention is every season the cast pretty much stays the same like every now and then a couple new members will come but the cast stays pretty consistent but the theme and the characters that they play changes with each season so i have some friends who because like one of the stars of the show is evan peters i have some friends who are like i loved when evan peters was you know in the circus season I forgot what it was called, but it was a whole season about the circus and it was really messed up. But mm -hmm. I didn't really like him in Murder House, which is season one, which Trey just talked about. Yeah. So, you know, you get to see these actors play different characters and that it really shows their acting skills, but there obviously are some characters you're not going to enjoy them in and some seasons that you don't really like the plot. So I say that to say, maybe you don't like Murder House, but you like a different season. Like there was the witches season there's a season where they're like in the 80s i think so there are different seasons that you could hop on or that you may find more interesting than another one yeah so i, I guess i guess kind of you could just kind of start anywhere almost right and it's such an interact i think because it's such a popular show 
it's also very interactive with the fan base because what we just talked about this Trey about what they did lately on Twitter yeah they they let fans what did did they suggest or vote they probably voted yeah they then they let fans like vote on what they wanted the next season theme to be which honestly, that that's pretty metal. Like that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really. I love when creatives are open. They know that the fan base is very invested, and that they, you know, want to see the show go in a positive direction. And so they ask fans what they want to see. So Ryan Murphy tweeted out, you know, here are a couple of options. Can y'all help us pick season eleven? Obviously, season ten hasn't even aired, but that's just really cool that he's probably in the writing stage and wanted the fans' opinion about which way to go. I think people chose the Sirens season. So they want to see a scary season about Sirens. I think Sirens are scary too. I just find the ocean scary. So the fact that there are creatures that could pull you under. (laughs) No thanks. Yeah. So outside of American Horror Story, a similar show, well, set of shows, and they're my favorite. I love these shows so much, guys. Like when I'm saying I recommend utmost recommendations, like, this show is called The Haunting of Hill House. It's on Netflix. It's created by um, Mike Flanagan. The Haunting of Hill House is about this family. Basically, it jumps in time. So we see a bunch of different things, and we're not really sure how it all connects until later. But at its core, it's about a family that moves into this new house, and they're going to fix it up. And stuff starts getting weird for the kids, <laughs> for the parents. And we're not really, even at the end of the show, you're still not really sure what happened. Was it something supernatural? Was it something mental? Was it supposed to happen? Like, would this have happened if they had lived anywhere else? You can't really know for sure. And that's why I love it, because part of its mystery is not being sure what just happened. <laughs> like, what what happened? So we see them when they're, like, living in the house. And then we also see them as adults and how the effects of what happened to them in the house are still impacting them as adults with their own families. And it's pretty crazy because I think the show really explores so many different themes, but especially mental health, which I think is so cool. Cool in that I feel like that's a topic that doesn't get explored in horror films. I feel like messed up things happen to characters and we never address how it probably impacted them mentally. And this show goes completely into that, how these people are coping with the traumas that they felt in childhood, kind of like the new Mm -hmm. It movie and It 2. They kind of do the kids and then they do the adults in the second one and kind of talk about how they were impacted. It's the same thing with Haunting of Hill House. So I recommend y'all. It's scary. I'm not even gonna lie to you. It's scary. But more than scary, it's sad. <laughs> and I saw that a lot on Twitter <laughs> with people being like, why am I crying watching a horror film? And I think it's because, like I said, it's more than just jump scares. I feel like they're, jump scares are pretty few and far between. So you finished it, right? Yes. Is there, so do they have a season two? How, like, how, or is it, or is it still, is it just one right now? So that's what I was going to go into next. So Mike Flanagan, similar to Ryan Murphy, I guess he's trying to do the similar anthology thing. So he did a, it's, I guess, technically not season two because it's not the same story, but the other show is called The Haunting of Blind Manor. So I also recommend this one as well, The Haunting of Blind Manor. It's the same cast as the first one with a couple new people, but a completely different storyline. I would say it's similar in that it it does take place in a house and Mm. the house, it plays a huge role in what happens. And so if I could interview Mike Flanagan, I would ask him about that. Like if he thinks place and setting is a huge part of horror. Fly Manor is all about history and um, how past events can affect the present and the future. And so in that, 
case, like the house plays a huge role because it's like, who lived here before? How did their decisions affect the people who live here now? But at its core, it's about this young woman. I think it takes place in the 80s, actually. Because I remember the fashion being really cool. It's the same cast. And so one of the cast members, she plays in this one, not a daughter anymore, like she did in the first one. And this one, she plays a nanny who went through her own stuff. And we don't know what it is, but clearly she's haunted by what she left behind. And she comes to England to be a nanny. And she gets hired by this fancy businessman he pays her to be an nanny to his niece and nephew we don't know where their parents are we just know they're dead um but that will come back she starts living in the house she gets really close to the other staff who live there there's a groundskeeper a a chef i guess a chauffeur is the other guy and they're all really close it's good vibes but creepy shit keeps happening in the house and it just gets progressively worse and it's scary as hell so (laughs) but again there are moments where you're crying and you're like why and i just think that is mike flanagan's genius because he makes shows that are scary but also deeply sad and depressing because at the end of the day the monster isn't always external it's kind of a mental thing as well so clearly there's a theme with all of them of like a family kind of making a fresh start going to a new place i mean i guess that's how all stories begin but i just found that interesting that with all three of the shows we've just mentioned, they're essentially about families trying to start a new life and it just goes really, really wrong. <laughs> so oh, well, and this next one is is exactly like that too. What? Wow, who'd have thought? So them, so them, uh the Netflix is it is it an Amazon not Netflix? It's Amazon. Netflix. Amazon, but it's a it's an exclusive, correct? Is it an exclusive on Amazon? Yeah, I mean, it's just an Amazon Prime show. If that's what you okay. Mean. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah. So Amazon Prime show. I, I watched I watched the first episode today because uh, I wanted, because we were going to talk about it a little bit. And wow, what is, before before we actually stay, say stuff, what a start. <laughs> like, yeah. whoa. Um, I also want to say too, the things that I, and I guess, and I guess I'd need to watch more of it, um, but at least, because there, I was hearing, because there, there was some no, some noise around the show about some parts of it. Yeah. And and I thought, and I got the impression that the show was only going to focus on like more of like the real life evils. I, it didn't really mm-hmm. seem like it had anything supernatural going on from what the noise that I heard. Not yet. I, yeah, not not yet. Uh, but like, no. But uh, I mean, but like, even in the first episode, I mean, it begins with like supernatural tones and then the, you know s- stuff happens which i won't specifically say but but i but i definitely got but actually watching it for myself i definitely got a, a, a I definitely got a different impression of what the show was well before we go too far into analysis just for the listeners it's about it's a show about a family a black family in like the 1950s they live in i'm i think it's georgia i could be very wrong about that it's it's one of the carolinas georgia they're in the south though Yes. Um, and they decide to participate in the Great Migration, which is when a lot of Black people moved from the South to more urban areas, either in the North or California. They decide to move mm-hmm. to California, um, specifically Compton, which at that time was pretty much all white. And so they move into this white neighborhood and their white neighbors are very upset that they're there. Um, but there's a lot going on, right? Because it's a, it's a, a mom, a dad, and two daughters and clearly something happened before similar to all the other shows that we mentioned something happened before they decided to move yeah it has to do with the loss of a child 
Um, and we don't really know fully in the first, like most of the show, what happened to their child, but something happened and the wife is still very traumatized. So already there's like psychological stuff going on. The husband is also traumatized, but in a different way, he's suffering from PTSD because he served in the, um, in the war. And so he just feels like he's getting a lot of memories from that. And he also was subjected to a lot of messed up stuff, being a black man in the military. So they both are having psychological problems, but they want to start a new life for their daughters. Um, Very quickly though, they encounter a lot of issues, as Trey mentioned, some real in terms of like racism and abuse, some Um, supernatural that may have to do with their psychological issues, but also may have to do with the new house that they moved in. We're not really sure if, you know, what, where where it's coming from. Um, Or perhaps a combination. Yeah. I mean, it could be, I think that's kind of the magic of the show is like, you're still, it's very mysterious. We don't know what really is happening. Um, But we do know that they're just, they're facing so many pressures. And so that could Mm -hmm. be contributing to why they're being terrorized. Um, Yeah. But back to what you were saying about there being a lot of buzz. Some of our listeners may have heard of it because it was trending on Twitter, I feel like for like three days of people having problems with the show. I don't want to say glamorizing, but showing in a large way racial violence. Like it's a huge part of the show. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily the first episode, but it does become later on. Um, And I haven't even watched like the last two episodes where people say most of the stuff happens. And a lot of Black people and viewers, like, but specifically Black viewers felt like the show focuses too much, shows too much racial violence, and nobody wants to relive that. So I think, you know, that was kind of the criticism of the show of like, how can we can we not make shows about racial violence or shows that portray black people in really damaging and terror, you know, show shows black people getting terrorized so much, you know, Mm -hmm. even though I'm recommending you watch the first episode simply because it's popular. I think it addresses a niche that is rising up in the horror industry of like um, race kind of being its own form of terror and horror kind of like the show, the movie, uh, um, what's the movie? I think about Get Out. Yes, Get Out. Thank you. Mm. Kind of like the movie Get Out. It's similar in that the horror is like the racism. Um, so yeah. if you're not really into that, don't watch this show. So I'll just put it like that. If you didn't like Get Out, I wouldn't watch them. Um, because that's what the show's about. The racism being a catalyst for a lot of different forms of horror and showing really the brutality that Black people will face during that time period. Again, if you don't want to watch racial violence, I don't recommend the show because you're going to get a lot of it. In terms of like the quality and the acting, I think it's a great show and you should give it a chance. Um, And all these shows you should give a chance. Obviously, that's why we have this podcast because we want to recommend quality television and cinema to you all. Um, And so we recommend all of these shows and now we're probably going to get into that lightning round. Okay, what's your favorite horror film? Favorite horror film? Uh, it's going to have to be The Boy. Uh, <laughs> you got to stop with, <laughs> with The Boy. That movie's uh, terrible. <laughs> bruh, it was literally so good up until the end, bruh. It was so good, guys. Like, 
like the the do you all know how many times i've heard trey just come around the corner being like brams (laughs) if you've (laughs) seen that movie you know that brams is the most aggravating name bram bro brams (laughs) like i didn't like the ending i feel like everything up until the ending was fine because like they tried to do a twist instead of doing this is just the classic ghost the haunted object like they're trying to be you know neat but like it literally but like their twist didn't have the payoff that i think they thought it was gonna have so it just kind of sucked for me i have a couple but i'll say any of the insidious movies um the haunting in connecticut i remember watching as a kid and not being able to sleep for a long time any movie that's like based where they're like based on true events like i'm not gonna be able to sleep um but the most recent one that i've seen because i was so late to the game was midsummer and yeah that was scary but like in a different way because the whole movie is like so bright like there's no darkness in the entire movie so they don't use darkness as a trope of horror the horror is like human behavior so yeah that that movie's scary as hell second question uh who's your favorite like uh horror like mascot so like we got we got jason we got pennywise we got um freddy krueger uh who mm, i'm gonna probably go with pennywise but i also think the candy man is kind of scary but i just think anything where like they're preying on children specifically that's frightening because it just takes me back to being a child and being like worried that the monster under my bed was going to take me so i'm gonna have to second the pennywise thing we okay we watched <laughs> it together um Hilarious. she she watched it before me right um so she knew everything that was gonna happen yeah. i didn't know shit even so, though i will say though even though i watched it before you it was still scary the second time because that movie is frightening but go ahead um so i don't know anything that was gonna happen and i i i screamed no like screamed At like the top right, of cause, yeah bro because there was this one oh okay because see i can't describe it because we don't want to spoil but but there's, there's one, a, scene where there's one jump this one jump scare bruh this one jump scare oh bro it was so it was that was pretty out of pocket so for the third question third and final question i kind of want to ask you what is like the scariest trope to you is it like something scary in the closet a brand new haunted house um something <laughs> you know what i mean like what what to you makes you the scaredest what's a trope where you're like ah i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight honestly it bro it's it's honestly gonna have to be haunted objects if i'm being quite honest i think in in terms of not even in terms of the scariest just that's kind of like my favorite one i like seeing that one the most and you know what it stems from you know what it stems from because all right so dom had american dolls and like I was convinced as a kid that them shits were alive, bro. And just like evil as evil as shit. And, and this was way, and this was a little kid. It wasn't like I was in middle school afraid them shits were going to kill this me. Was this wasn't that. Though. No, just you had them and they were just really big. They were just big dolls. And they I was all not. like, them shits just not right. They were regular <laughs> they, dolls. They just, they just not right about them. <laughs> You're just, but, but then he says that, y'all. And then his favorite horror film is The Boy, which is about a doll. But anyway. that, no, but see, no, but I think that's what, okay. All right, all right. No, but I'm saying that that's, I think that's my favorite, like, little trope. Okay. Um, I think that's my dolls. little, and I think it kind of comes from that. Not even just dolls, just possessed objects. Yeah. I think 
the possessed thing is, is super frightening because it, to some extent it's like out of your control right and that's what scares me when like things mm-hmm. are out of your control but i think as a woman i'm more freaked out by the whole like stalker man trying to kill you thing there's this movie specific we didn't talk about it but i'm gonna talk about it now there's this movie called hush on netflix that you all should definitely watch oh yes deaf woman who lives out in the woods alone which I don't know why you would ever live out in the woods alone. <laughs> Already ever. a bad that's setup. Just, that's waiting to be murdered. But this guy is like basically out to get her. And it's just crazy because when you add in the element that she can't hear anything and that she's like fighting for her life against someone who can hear everything, it's just a crazy theme. But I just love show, like movies and horror that kind of bend the genre and do something different than just like, there's a ghost. Like do something different, you know? Um, yeah. So anyway, well, that was really great. Next week, we'll be talking about childhood favorites. Yes. Um, Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you all watch the things that we recommended in terms of horror shows. If those are, if you have an interest in those, watch them. They're really good. All right, guys. Thanks so much and have a great week. See you guys.